Morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to another uh, faith school class, another uh, episode of our faith for healing that we're building on. If you have not been with us, we've covered a lot already. We've gone through uh, seven previous healing accounts. Prior to that, we spent a bunch of time in Hebrews 11. So if you're just joining us, let me encourage you, go online, go back and, um, uh, and watch some of those and, and listen to those and get caught up with us. Uh, it won't cost you anything. There's no charge. What it will do is it builds into your spirit. The Bible talks about being nourished up in the words of faith. When things seem too big, too hard to you, overwhelming, it's not necessarily because they're too big, because nothing's too big for God. It can be because you're so weak and your faith is so small or just not at all. So the first step in uh, you know, overcoming, coming out of a problem, is getting your spirit built up, getting, uh, getting some strength into you and getting built up. And uh, just men's ideas won't do that. But God's words, God's anointed words will do that. That's why we have faith school. What happens at faith school? My spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger. I learn how to be an overcomer. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. Let's release faith for exactly what we need today. Father, we thank you so much for sustaining us, keeping us, helping us. Lead us into the next part of this and the, the, the fulfilling, the, the supply of the Spirit and the anointing that transforms us, that, that changes us from glory to glory, faith to faith and glory to glory by your Spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me in the book of Mark, the fifth chapter. And let's continue uh, looking at this healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5 and 24. Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Uh, Luke said she couldn't be healed of any. When she had heard of Jesus. Oh, that's when everything started changing. <laughs> when she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. What we have seen is that Jesus did not initiate this healing. He didn't minister this healing to her. She initiated this healing. Now that sounds strange to a lot of people because of all of the tradition that they have. And, and people emphasize the will of God instead of 
the individual's faith. Jesus emphasizes faith and the individual's faith. She initiated this healing. It, it tells you that he came, she came behind, from behind in this massive pressing crowd. She was going to slip in, get the healing, and slip out. <laughs> and nobody the wiser. And uh, she, she had to have faith. We know she got faith from hearing about Jesus. She had to have faith in the power of God or why try to get there in touch? You know, uh, she had to believe it or she wouldn't have gone to the effort to press through the crowd. She wouldn't have said it so adamant. She didn't say, I'll go give this a shot and we'll see if anything happens. That wouldn't have been faith. She said, uh, I shall be made whole. She's talking about when she touches. So she absolutely believed it. And it happened. When she touched, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. The, the source of the hemorrhage was healed. Just like that. Just in a moment. What, what did it? Two things. Her faith gave action to the power of God. Right? The power of God did the work. But the power of God would not have done the work if her faith hadn't received it. Can you see that? Her faith and the power of God, both which you can't see. You know, you can't see the actual force of faith. You don't see the actual energy of the power of God, the anointing of God. You don't see that with the physical eye. But you know, who said the human eye is capable of detecting and seeing all reality. <laughs> right? Or the human ear. I mean, that's really <laughs> thinking a lot of your physical ability. Of course not. I mean, they, they tell us animals can see things in the light spectrum we can't even see. We know they can hear things we can't hear. Anybody got a dog? Right, I mean, they, you know, they perk up and you go, "What? What you? What you?" They heard something, right? You never heard it. <laughs> there are things above and below the spectrum we can hear or see or perceive. That's just in the natural, right? Much less another dimension of spirit. It is so haughty. It is so prideful. It is so ignorant. And foolish to say my physical senses are the standard for all reality. If I can't see with my eyeball, it don't exist. <laughs> well, you talk a few more minutes later and you'll contradict yourself. Uh, we, we've already been talking about magnetism. We've been talking about gravity. We've been talking about thoughts, love, hate. Joy, peace, you can't see that. Unseen realities, what we see here, change, can and do change visible, physical things. That's what happened here in this woman. And the Spirit of God saw that it was recorded so you and I could be talking about it all these centuries later. And why would the Lord do that? Because He wants to see some more of it. 
right? He wants somebody else to say, if I'll just reach out and pray, if I'll just do this, when hands are laid on me, if I, when, when we pray the prayer of agreement, this is going to happen, right? This is going to happen. And when you release faith, just like magnets will draw each other together, uh, it'll draw the power of God to you and into you and through you and, and by you. This should not be a, a thing thought fantastic and, and unreachable. This should be a regular part of believers' lives. Now we know that when everything's done, the trumpet sounds and the Lord returns, our bodies are going to be changed. Mortal is going to become immortal. Corruptible is going to become incorruptible. We don't have that yet. Our body is still mortal. But the Bible tells us that we have been given right now the earnest or the first fruits of our inheritance. What is that? It's a, it's a tiny little down payment <laughs> of what's to come. We get to experience a, a, a little bit of resurrection power. Not enough to make us immortal, but enough to fix us and enough to keep us functional, <laughs> right? Uh, enough to keep us in good operation. We're going to be mortal. We're going to age. That, you, you, you can't change that right now. And before too long, it won't matter. Everything's going to be fixed. But we do need uh, the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I mean, you need some quickening every day. Am I telling the truth? Close. I mean, you, you need some quickening every day. Well, well, hold your place there. Look over in Romans. I, I've referred to it, but I want you to, to rest your eyes on it. Romans, the eighth chapter. He's talking about this. And verse uh, 9, he said, But you're not in the flesh. You're not just governed and controlled by the flesh. But in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Romans 8, 9. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Uh, there's no such thing as somebody born again and they don't have the Spirit in them. Right? That, that's how it works. And if Christ is in you, how many are born again in class? I'm looking at the big class through the camera too. Huh? Huh? What does that mean? You've got the Spirit of God in you. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Second Corinthians talks about that, the outer man. Is growing older, it's perishing, it's decaying, but the inner man is renewed day by day. Uh, the body's dead because of sin, uh, it's dead and dying, but the spirit is life, or that could be translated alive. The spirit is alive because of righteousness. When you're born again, an amazing thing happened, far more than, than most folks realize. You were not healed spiritually. You were recreated. <laughs> you were recreated. Your spirit is recreated in the likeness and image of God who is spirit, an eternal spirit who can't die, won't die. Eternal life is in you now. And you have never aged internally in spirit. You should grow. You should develop. But you can't get old spiritually. 
Your body is the only thing susceptible to age and decay. Your spirit has already been changed. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your spirit is never going to cease to exist. And it doesn't just exist. You have in you as a believer the zoe, the life of the eternal God in you. Life as God has it. Life as God is. This is, this is astounding. This is, and this is forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that's who you are and what you are. Now, we, in this life, we are limited by these bodies. And our, our minds uh, need to be renewed. And, and there needs to be development. But the, the hidden man of the heart, your spirit, is already in the likeness and image of God and eternal life functioning. Hallelujah. Already. What needs to happen later on is my body needs to be changed so it can keep up with my spirit. But we, we already have, uh, our spirit's been changed and the spirit of God has moved in this temple house with us. You don't live alone. You may say, well, yeah, I live in my apartment by myself. Not if you're a believer. <laughs> I said, not if you're a believer. You know, Jesus said near the end of his uh, earthly life and ministry, he said, uh, all of you are going to leave me tonight. Talking about the, the 12, all of the disciples. He said, yet I'm not alone because the Father's with me. Hallelujah. That was real to him. It should be real to you. Somebody say, I'm never alone. I'm never alone. Didn't the Lord say that the Holy Spirit would never, that, that he would never leave you and never forsake you and the Spirit of God is with you all the time, even to the end of the age? Is that right? He said out loud, he never leaves me. He never leaves me. He'll never forsake me. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. You know, I was hearing somebody say, Sometime back, you hear it sometimes, people say, well, everybody dies alone. And when they said that, man, it just rubbed me the wrong way inside. I thought, that ain't true. No believer ever died alone. No, the scripture says, you'll guide me with your counsel and after receive me to glory. Hallelujah. When you breathe your last and you slip out of this body, you're not going to be alone. The Lord's going to be right there. Right there to receive you. How many times have heard people say that died and they got them back. They, they brought them back. They said they saw a bright light. There was this amazing bright light. And it was just love. And it was just beautiful. And I kept thinking light, light. God is light. Right? He's there. He's right there. He's right there. No, uh, no believer has ever died alone or ever will. The Lord is right there to take your hand and receive you and your angel will be there. And, and next thing you know, everybody that you know that's in heaven will be there to greet you and meet you. No, you may have to go find you some private space because there's going to be people, <laughs> people everywhere <laughs> wanting to see you and hug you and say hi to you and People that you hadn't seen in a long time, this is not fairy tale fantasy. This is reality. 
This is truth. And we're about to experience it, more of it really soon. It says that, uh, Romans 8, that if Christ be in you, the body's dead because of sin, but the spirit is life or alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken. Now that word quicken means to, to make alive or to make full of life. Will make full of life your what? Mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Can my mortal body experience the quickening of the Holy Spirit? What spirit? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickened. His body had been dead for days. And the Spirit of God came in that tomb and his body has already been changed from mortal to immortal. Hallelujah. His body is glorified. And the scripture tells us that our body is going to be like his glorified body when our body's changed in time to come. The Spirit of God rose him, raised him up from the dead and he's glorified. Uh, amazing things. Uh, he has already demonstrated he could do with his body. He came through walls, and yet people could touch him. And you remember that? And he ate fish and bread. That made a lot of people happy right there. They thought, "I'm going to get to eat later." <laughs> Apparently so. You ever heard of the marriage supper of the Lamb? Apparently, a lot of good things to eat. So, thank God. And you won't have to read any labels later on. You have to go. What's what's in this? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord made it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not going to hurt you. Uh, thank God for the reality of the Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. Say it out loud. That same Spirit. That same Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Who raised Christ from the dead. Raised Christ from the dead. Dwells in me. Dwells in me. Lives in me. Lives in me. Is always in me. And he quickens. My mortal body. Now what am I talking about? This woman. With the issue of blood. That pressed through the crowd. And touched Jesus clothes. She couldn't say that. She had not been born again. It wasn't available to her. So she saw and heard about the anointing that was on him and she thought I, I got to get to that anointing and if I can just touch his clothes uh, that anointing will make me whole and cure me and make me well and she did it did but you and I you may say well I you know I can't find Jesus on the street and I can't go touch his clothes well the Lord told the disciples and they didn't understand it when, they, when he told them he's leaving they were beside themselves and they said no 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 you can't leave us we will go with you if we have to die with you we will go with you he said no now listen it's going to be better for you <laughs> that I go away and I'm sure they weren't they might not have been buying that at the moment <laughs> they're like what could be better than being with you he said no because if I don't go away then the father wouldn't send uh, the comforter but but I'm praying the father and he's sending you another 
comforter that he may abide with you forever. Who is this comforter? The same spirit that was on him. That came on him when he was baptized in the river Jordan. He came up and, and the Holy Spirit came on him in a bodily shape and form. That same spirit that anointed him to teach and preach. That same spirit that, that led and guided and directed him. That same spirit that was on him that saturated his clothes. That the woman touched. Come on, can you see that? Here's the thing. Is our class, are you listening? That same spirit is in you. <laughs> and if you say, well, it don't seem like it. Well, that's because you hadn't been thinking about it. You haven't been yielding to him. You haven't been believing it. You haven't been expecting it. Just like how many believe all that anointing was on Jesus when all that crowd was pressing him and touching him accidentally? Was that anointing still there? And yet nothing is happening. Nothing. Why? Well, I, I don't know what all those people were thinking, but apparently it wasn't a touch of faith like this woman. And it gives you a, a revelation of how rare faith is. Can you see that? Because how many other people in these communities had heard about these healings and these meetings and these miracles and deliverances. You know this has gone all over the area. And why are these people out here mobbing him? Why are they all out there? They're out there because they're interested. They're curious. They're wondering. They want something. They need something. But none of that's faith. Can you see that class? Well, I got to have it. I got to have it. There's no faith in that at all. That's desperation. That's fear. And we talked about how magnets are, how that, you know, one end will repel and the other end will re attract. That's how faith and fear are. Uh, you know, Job said this. He said, the thing I greatly feared has come on me. Uh, one said, said, I feared a fear and it found me. The fear was drawn, excuse me, uh, the thing he feared was drawn to him by the fear. Fear is an unseen force too, like faith is. And it'll draw death to you. It'll draw destruction to you. Uh, and fear will actually repel blessing. Can you see that? It'll push good things away from you. Oh man, if folks only believed that. Faith, on the other hand, will repel. <laughs> It'll repel death. It'll repel the, the bad things, but it will draw and attract blessing. Hallelujah. It, it, it attracted the anointing. It attracted the good. How, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. Went about doing good and healing. Healing is good. And it drew that, that, that faith drew that out of him and into her. Can you say amen? amen? Say it one more time, that same spirit. 
Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Who raised Christ from the dead. Who raised Christ from the dead. Come on now, do you believe that actually happened? Do you believe on the third day the body of Jesus was laying in that tomb cold and no movement, no life, and something happened? I said something happened. The angels came. The stone was rolled away. The glory of God filled that tomb. Hallelujah. We know that because Romans says he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, by the glory of God. Well, you're also talking about a person. That, who, who is the glory? <laughs> That's a manifestation of the Spirit of God. That tomb filled up with bright, bright light and glory and the Holy Spirit saturated his body and his spirit came back into his body and he pulled those napkins off his face and he sat up on that stone ledge. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And his body is not subject. Physical body. He's got a physical body you can touch just like this. Just like this. Because he lived a life just like we're living. But his body is no longer subject to any degree of decay. None. No aging. No decaying. Not in a hundred years. Not in a hundred million years. What we're doing right now, class, is the briefest thing we will ever do. This life, if you live a hundred plus years, it is a mist. It is a vapor. It is the briefest thing you'll ever do. And so we, we, this body needs help. I don't have to explain that to you, do I? This, this body needs help. And the Lord knew you're going to be down here in the middle of this curse and this junk. And he knew how frail your body can be in its fallen condition and and, and how it's subject to all of these things that can happen to it. He knew you would need the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I'm not going to see all of that right now in this life, but I can see a quickening in the morning, a quickening in the afternoon, a quickening when I lay my head while I'm sleeping, get some quickening. Come on, class, do you believe in quickenings? And what does that do? It, it enables me to recover. It enables me to heal up. It enables me to be repaired. We, I mean, even a normal healthy body, if it's been damaged by something or, or hit by some kind of disease or virus, what happens? I mean, all the blood cells go to fighting it and the immune system goes to fighting it. Is that right? And if anything's been damaged, God put that in everybody naturally. Well, if that's not enough, there's a whole lot more where that came from. All we got to do, the, and you don't have to go to the highest mountain or go to another planet. The source of that lives in you, is already in you. And if we learn how to look to him and yield to him, there will be repeated quickenings. Throughout our life, day in, day out, week in, week out. Somebody say it again. I have, I have the living Spirit of God, the, spirit of God, the, spirit, of life, the spirit of life, the Spirit of resurrection, spirit of resurrection living, in me. living in me. Quicken me, Quicken me. Holy, spirit, Holy Spirit, strengthen me, strengthen me. 
Live big in me. Live strong in me. Manifest your life in my mortal body. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. And our time's up again today. There's more to see about this. Come back, join us tomorrow here in Faith School. I've got no victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390. 